It's Rexy's Musical Podcast. Welcome back to Maxie's Musical Podcast. You know, admittedly, preparing for some of the interviews on this podcast over the last couple of years has been somewhat of a daunting task. Write a book, that's no problem. I can read your book, I can prepare a bunch of questions, and I'll be ready to go. But if you're in a band that's released over 40 studio albums over the course of 35 years, like the band Guided by Voices, then you have to wonder, where the hell am I supposed to begin with this? Even if you already own a couple of their albums, and I do, I still have a mountain of additional material to sift through before I could even pick up the phone. Now, that's not a complaint by any means, because over the years, I've been lucky to dive into music by prolific artists like The Fall and R. Stevie Moore, The Melvins and Sparks. The deeper the pool, the more I want to dive in and swim around for a bit. And the band Guided by Voices is one of those bands. I've owned some of their albums for years, records like 1994's B-Thousands or Alien Lanes from 1995 or Under the Bushes, Under the Stars from 1996. I've got those already, and I've got a couple others too, but there are still 35 other albums left to go, and I'm not even talking about the EPs or the compilations or the live album or the six different box sets or any of the dozens of solo albums that are out there too. Most of the songs written for these albums were all created by one guiding creative voice. Robert Pollard, a profoundly endless well of creative ideas. He's a guy who's written somewhere between 1,500 and 3,000 songs. He's just an insanely talented, prolific guy, and his band, Guided by Voices, are certifiable indie rock legends. But like any creative talent, sometimes you have to rely on the skill and creativity of others to bring that creative vision into view. And even Robert Pollard has to rely on guys like my guest today, longtime guitarist Doug Gillard. Doug has not only played with Guided by Voices for the last 26 years, he's also released nine albums as the lead guitar player for his other band, Not a Surf, over the last 31 years. He's got solo records and many, many other projects under his belt. What I can tell you about the music of Guided by Voices is that it's absolutely glorious, and there's a hell of a lot of it. And with each album becoming a new discovery of hidden gems, they are amazing. And for the second time this year, Guided by Voices is releasing another album, this one entitled Tremblers and Goggles by Rank. And like so many other Guided by Voices albums, it's pretty damn awesome too. But Guided by Voices are more than just a band that's released a string of great records. They've also built a well-deserved reputation as a tremendous live band as well. And I mention this because Guided by Voices is getting ready to go back on the road later this month starting at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland, Ohio, and then later at Race Street Live in Holyoke, Massachusetts on September 23rd. Since 1996, Doug Gillard has been the lead guitar player for Guided by Voices, and after sifting through his expansive body of work and genuinely enjoying every moment of it, I'm thrilled to be speaking with Doug Gillard from Guided by Voices on Baxi's Musical Podcast. I, uh, I'm sorry for the mix-up yesterday. Between computer problems and the fact I can't read a calendar at the age of 55, <laughs> I'm off to a winning start here today. So I, I, well, that's all right. So how are you? You, sure. it, you must be absolutely exhausted. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm, I can barely follow my own calendar, <laughs> but following yours, it's like you haven't uh, taken a, a break with the not a surf. You're you're coming to Massachusetts. You've got records promoting. So no, no, the the, the priorities got it by voices and. Um, 
but we we have done some dates recently. Always have records coming out. So, well, that's you're not too far off. <laughs> I can't I can't read your calendar either. That's <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, but the even but even still, there's, I mean, there's a lot going on with you right now, and it, it, to come up with two albums in in the course of just seven months in a year has got to be really exhausting. We well, we've kind of uh, inched up to this pace. Um, over the last five years, usually there's at least two a year, but, um, in the pandemic years, uh, we kind of ramped it up to three <laughs> and occasionally uh, we'll devote a year just to one album. Space gun came out, uh, in one year. And, uh, that was the only album we, we focused on that year. So when, when Bob tells you, uh, Hey, it's, I want to record another album. Do you just say, Hey, didn't we just, didn't we just finish that? I mean, I know, I know you're used to the pace, but you know, from, from a from the outsider looking in, it, it sounds like it's a pretty intense effort to be a part of of Guided by Voices. Well, he he gives us the demos uh, for a new record, a new batch of demos. When you know we're still working on a couple records before that one, well, one or two. Um, we always have something in the can, you know. So and, and he allows us time to get get it together and um, peruse the demos and think of how we're going to do them and. Eventually, he comes up with some production notes as well, and uh, so we've kind of been on this pace pace for a while, and and uh, it's something we're used to. It's a system that works for us. We record in all sorts of different ways. Sometimes we're together. Sometimes we do parts remotely. Uh, Travis Harrison glues it all together <laughs> in a <laughs> in an amazing way uh, as the producer. I've been listening to the new record for the last couple of days, uh, Tremblers and Goggles mm, by okay. Rank. I really. I really like the record. I mean, you know, I've, I mean, I've had other, you know, albums by you guys, uh, you know, for, for years, but this, I, you know, to me, this is a, a really great record. Some of the songs I think are, are, are awesome. I, I love unproductive funk. Alex Bell is awesome. The one I was just listening to, you know, really you know, a lot today was focus on the flock. I mean, the, the, the time, oh, yeah. the time changes in that song are bananas. That's a really cool song. Yeah. You know, it's some people want to throw the prog label on, on some of these multi-part songs, but, you know, and, and Guided by Voices does do, we do our share of prog elements, every record, I think. But some of these are more like um, just sort of mini symphonies or mini uh, operettas or, you know, rock operas, maybe. They're not, it's not so much progressive rock in there. Just because there's some different time signatures, there's not, you know, you don't have the, the classic sort of Keith Emerson synth thing going on or whatever. <laughs> Well, I think that's kind of the, the great thing about Guided by Voices is it's not a band that you could ever easily categorize. You, you couldn't you couldn't say it's it's one thing or another. And I think for someone who is listening to this band, whether it's you know like an old fan or even for the the very first time, I think that's what makes these albums so interesting. Is that every song is somewhat a little bit different and a, and, a, and a little quirky at the same time. It's I mean, I, I think you're you're right. You, I mean, it, there are elements of prog in it, but there's so many other elements in in every single album you guys have ever done. It's one of the great parts about Guided by Voices. Well, ever since I've known Bob, he's he's always said uh, Guided by Voices. Pretty much every record uh, encompasses the four P's. The four P's are prog, psychedelic, punk, and pop. I mean, not in that order at all. <laughs> but maybe I would say maybe five P's because there's post punk in there a lot too. True. When you've got a catalog that's this large and you're talking about 40 some odd albums or, you know, whatever the number you know, may be at this point, you know, for a lot of bands that record that frequently and have that much music, I got to believe there's a slight temptation to either repeat 
what you have done or at least follow a formula. And by you know illustrating what you're what you're talking about with these, these four or, or five Ps, you can't just fall into a, a formula. I mean, obviously, this is a very conscious decision on, on your part to not repeat what you've done for you know 39 previous records. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, every one of us, when we record our parts remotely, or even if we're all together in the same studio, we, we strive to kind of find new ways to do things, record things. Um, sometimes even if you can't tell on the record what that it's something crazy that we did, but uh, found sounds, you know, some of us will record some things we've heard out in, in the wild and on our phones and stick that in the record. Um, Kevin will record some drums at home individually to make one part, you know what I mean? Uh, just striving to be a little bit innovative where we can. Uh, sometimes Travis will, will throw things on a four track and then send it back to the Pro Tools or, or uh, a two-inch tape that we have. This last one, just for example, a few months ago, I was at my local laundromat and uh, was getting stuff out of the, the washer. And, uh, you know, it has this um, aluminum drum there. Right. And I was turning it around to make sure nothing was sticking on it after I got everything out and um, squeaked. <laughs> I said, oh, that's pretty cool. Squeak, and it has a, has a natural reverb to it. So I stuck the phone in there and recorded some of that. That ended up on the end of who wants to go hunting it sounds kind of scary there's always been this this wi-fi aesthetic with with you guys sometimes you you employ it sometimes you really don't it's kind of cool to hear you talk about that that you know that anything that you you hear or that you know inspires you or ju- you know, just catches your 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 attention mm-hmm. can be turned into something pretty remarkable I, I i applaud people who who do that because to me there's literally no restriction in what art can be if you're going to if you're going to do it that way i think that's a a really important thing for for artists to understand that everything is up for grabs yeah um and it's it's also something that i mean that didn't originate with this lineup bob and those guys were doing that uh since day one during the propeller days and that wasn't day one but that's kind of where they started getting a little more experimental and uh i mean it was bob's idea to have a bunch of people chanting gbv and the by a bunch of people that was the band members in the studio, just layering tracks and making it sound like a crowd. And that started off one of those old records. And, uh, you know, just different ideas we've done through the years. Uh, it's always it's always been a part of it. You mentioned you know, during the, the, the pandemic, I mean, you guys released seven albums over the course of those of those years with, with the shutdown and mm-hmm. everything, which is which is impressive. But typically speaking, what is the process? Does, I mean, you, you said that you know, Bob brings ideas and production notes. But when it comes to you guys, when, when you get a chance to hear these demos and, and, and work on them, do you find that the way he does it makes it easy for you or is it more challenging for you as a guitar player or, you know, anybody else in the band? I mean, you know, is are these songs, in your view, kind of like ready-made creations, or you know, is there enough room for you guys to be influenced this too? Uh, very much the latter. Um, this may sound a little cliche, but it's a, I look at it as a canvas. It's, it's not a blank canvas, but at all. Um, I have a lot of freedom to make up multiple parts every song, and that's what happens. But there's lots of different guitar textures on each song. Or, well, usually it depends on the tune. And I'll I'll get different tones and can sound like two or three different people, but and then throw some leads on there, licks or or not, or some keyboards or whatever. And uh, the other members do some things like that too. Um, Travis will come up with some atmospheric ideas sometimes, or ways to produce things. And we, I mean, we do that, and we also try to stay within the. If, if there are guidelines, sometimes per, uh, per song, there 
are, are very few notes, production notes. Sometimes right. they're, they're very intricate. So according to, you know, Bob has a vision for this song, that song. But he trusts our instincts, and uh, we all feel a fair amount of freedom when we create this music. I think when you, when you have a guy who writes as many songs as, as Bob has, and has, I mean, he's done it for forever now, I think it says a lot about how much he respects and, and trusts you guys as, as musicians and individuals to allow you to do that. You know, there are a lot of songwriters that are very proprietary when it comes to their, their mm-hmm. songs, and they, they really don't want you to, to influence too much. Like they've, they've got it in their head, and what they hear in their head is exactly what they want, either on tape or recorded. Tell me a little bit about you know, working with a guy who, who is that prolific. There, there are other, other um, songwriters like that. I probably would be one of them. When I do solo things, I play tend to play all the stuff myself and all that thing, all that kind of thing, because I don't really want to tell other people what to play. But then again, I I know what should go there, and that's a little bit myopic or something. So it is nice that he has this that sort of trust to to let us just kind of I don't want to say play what we want, but you know it really is all about what the songwriter envisions. So sometimes the more notes that we get, the better. So we know we're mm. on the right track. Sometimes we we just kind of will do something and present it, and it's it's something he's really happy with. So and, and like you said, I mean he's he's pretty re- receptive you know to that. So that, I mean that's that's pretty remarkable. There's a lot of guys who would be af- afraid or too protective to do that. Yeah. What about the about lyrically? Have you ever had uh, you know influence in in the lyrics of these songs? For for a lot of fans, I mean they could hear the hear the lyrics. You may not know exactly what Bob is trying to say, and maybe Bob knows what. He's trying to say is he also open to, to lyrical ideas too um no not really um that's something that uh, is completely his domain in his band which is great um and that includes you know back- background vocal ideas and everything he usually has it all he definitely knows what he wants to do before he goes in to sing i mean sometimes he'll have spontaneous ideas on the day that he's doing the vocals too and we'll add a harmony if he's hearing it but uh, yeah, he definitely uh, usually has the vocals mapped out and just kind of wants to have that as, as his domain because he uh, he's really great at the lyrics and um, titles. That's kind of something he really prides himself on and is really uh, works at every day. That's actually kind of the fun Guided by Voices Records is, you know, just, just reading the titles of the song. It almost doesn't matter what the song actually is. Sometimes that's almost <laughs> as entertaining as anything else. That's true. The inspiration and... Um, Word word combinations are uh, pretty stunning. You uh, you joined the band in the uh, in the mid '90s or so. And it was like '96, '97 or so uh, when you were working with another band, Cobra Verde. Tell me about how you got involved with Guided by Voices. Um, I had had a couple solo things out. This is really early '90s um, on a compilation by Scat Records, and I was over at Robert Griffin's apartment one time helping to stuff some records as for some other artists on that compilation. And he put on this record and this is about 92 or so. And I piped up and said, wow, this is pretty cool. What is this? He goes, this is band from Dayton. I might sign. They're called Guided by Voices. Said, wow. It's really good. Uh, it's one of the vanity records they had already released like Sandbox or one of those late eighties, early nineties records. And so by the next year he had signed them and brought them. I was, I was playing with this local guy in Cleveland at the time. It wasn't my main band, but I was playing with this, this guy and, uh, Griffin brought the band to see us play, and then there was a party afterwards, and I was talking to Bob, and it turns out he liked my early band, Death of Samantha, which became Cobra Verde. He also knew John Pekovic from Cobra Verde as well, 
from Death of Samantha around that same time. And um, so Cobra Verde ended up opening up for Guided by Voices the first time they came to Cleveland to play. And then the next year, my band Jem also had an opening spot with them. And so, you know, we're all friends. By late 96, Bob had dissolved that lineup and then on further reflection wanted to get a band going again. And so he just called us and Cobra Verde to ask if we wanted to do a record and be the band. We said yes. So was that Mag Earwig? Yeah. That was, that was, that was the one. Yep. That was Mag Earwig. And at what point does he say, Hey, why don't you, uh, why don't you join permanently? Pretty much then. I, I think we figured out we had a, had an album in Matador and wanted to put it out. And over, uh, over the years, Guided by Voices has, you know, has broken up a number of times and reformed and, and, and Bob said he didn't want to perform live uh, again. But, you know, in, in 2016, you know, everything kind of got back on track. Tell me what happened and, and, and why you decided to come back. I mean, did, I know you had done things with him on, on your, your time away from the band, but what brought you, what made you decide to, to, to start playing with them again? Um, they, they needed a guitar player. And uh, so they asked me. I went, as, as simple as that. <laughs> I mean, they, well, they, 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 they found themselves in need in need of someone to, to finish out um, one tour date. So I played that show, and you know, the, the, it went very well. And so, I mean, the chemistry was there still, and uh, so we just all figured uh, it'd be a great idea if I rejoined. I was, uh, I was listening to some of your uh, your solo records, uh, uh, Parade On and uh, and Salamander. I, oh. I listened to them on uh, Spotify the other day. And and they're both really good records. And, and, you know, I hear them and I'm wondering, you know, with all the stuff that you have going on with the other projects, do you ever think about doing another solo record or is that you know, not really in the cards right now? Yeah, um, I, I've been working on stuff. And um, during the pandemic, there were a couple, two or three solo songs released on little benefit compilations, Spotify only benefit compilations and for some of the, the causes that were going on then. So and there's a few more that are done. I need to kind of fill it out a little more, but it has been, it has, is something I have been working on. So yeah, for sure. There'll be something at some point, but uh, uh, there's a, there's a record in between those two albums you named two that's out. It's just not on Spotify. It's called call from restricted. That was out around 2009, but I think Bandcamp might have that on. I, I only was able to listen to ones on, uh, on spot. So it was like, believe it or not, there was enough to listen to over the last you know, seven days to get, uh, to get ready for this. Didn't oh, get to, couldn't possibly get to everything to go back to the, to the catalog here for a second, because, you know, it, you know I, I find this really interesting because there's this, there's a sweet spot in, in guided by voices that, which, you know, most people will cite, you know, you know, B thousand alien lanes and, uh, you know, under the bushes, under the stars as being kind of like the, the, and, and even Mag Earwig for that matter, kind of being like the sweet spot for the band, but there's so much other stuff. It's one of the, kind of intimidating parts of that catalog in a way it's kind of like intimidating like you know trying to get into the fall or uh, a band like sparks exactly. there's just so much stuff in your view when when you're learning bits and pieces of this catalog to prepare for either a tour or whatever it may be where do you suggest people dive right in i mean i'm sure there's no one entry point for everybody but apart from those four records what of guided by voices do you appreciate the most well that's a question i think about all the time because i get asked that all the time where to start <laughs> uh, or what to tell somebody and i really don't know i say jump in anywhere and then go back yeah i mean they're also different too um different studios different eras different lineups the eps are great that 
they did around that, that time, around the time of B, between B, B-1000 and Under the Bushes. They, and those are actually coming out um, pretty soon. Oh, really? As their own album. Yeah, Bob's compiling those, uh, the best of the EPs. Not the best of the EPs, just the entire EPs. Like there's Half Japanese Spin Cycle, Clown Prince of the Methyl Trailer. Uh, all those things are in 94, 95, 96. You know, some of them were CD singles. Some of them were just EPs on their own labels, too. And that's just one era. So there, there's even more, as you said. So <laughs> probably 2004 or something, Matador released a, a box set compilation that was sort of a best of, of up until then. Um, that's a good place to dive in, even though that's still a two CD or four CD box set in itself. And then look at everything that's come out since then. So a while back, I, uh, I interviewed Russell Mail from, uh, from Sparks. It's a, it's a yes. band with, you know, 25 albums. And, uh, a few years ago they did, uh, they, I don't know, maybe you know this, they did like 22 albums in 22 days. Where they where they played oh, right. live all their albums in their entirety you know, one one day after the next, and I asked him yeah. would he ever do that again, and he said I would not suggest that. I would imagine <laughs> that would never ever happen with Guided by Voices. No, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> I don't think you'd want it's to. A fun, it's a fun idea. It's a fun idea, but uh, Bob is usually all about promoting the the current album we have out at the time. But the set- which is great. But the uh, the set list that you guys have been uh, that I've seen over the last uh, few weeks, I mean, these are all, I mean, yeah, it's it's highlighting the new stuff. But I mean, this just, I mean, it's all loaded with great old stuff from you guys. I mean, this is mm-hmm. it's a it's a you know, if someone were fully aware of Guided by Voices, this the set list is a great place to start. Well, I think that's a great idea. Yeah, you're right. Just look at um, any current set list. We we came close. We didn't come close to. Um, doing albums in succession, but we did a concept similar to that in that we did a hundred song show for New Year's Eve a couple of years ago. It was a hundred songs for a hundred dollars New Year's Eve with Guided by Voices. So it was four hour show. Oh my God. And uh, we played a lot of old songs. It was great. That must've been a lot of fun. Yeah. Certainly, it's certainly worth a hundred bucks. Great. I'd like to, I'd like to see somebody else charge only a hundred bucks to listen to a hundred songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was in Los Angeles in 2019. You guys are uh, coming through uh, our area in, uh, in September in uh, in Holyoke at uh, at Ray Street Live at uh, the Gateway City Arts. It's a great room, and it should be mm-hmm. a, should be a great great show. And and like I said, I love the new records, uh, Trembles and Goggles by Rank and uh, Crystal Nuns Cathedral. Both really really good records that you guys have uh, done just this oh, year. Thank you. Is is there any talk about you know maybe trying to squeeze one more by uh, by by Christmas? Um. Well, we have one called La La Land that's that's due out. I guess not by Christmas, but possibly shortly after that for the new year. But um, maybe early into the new year too. But it's called La La Land, and uh, you know we thought Crystal Nuns Cathedral was amazing, and then we were even more pleased with Tremblers and Goggles by Rank the way that came out. So we've completed La La Land, and now that's the one we're pretty high on. So. In a way, we think we keep topping ourselves, and uh, I mean, I, I believe it's true. We're, you know, sort of dedicated to, to the songs and and the album. We think that's going to be a great one. It sounds great. I can't wait to can't wait to hear it, Doug. It's a real pleasure to talk to you, and best of luck with the tour and the records and everything else. Thank you so much. Well, thanks so much, Mike. Thank you for calling. You bet. Thank you. I called you. <laughs> <All> right, thanks. <laughs> Bye. Okay. 
And there you go. The name of the new guided by Voices record is called Tremblers and Goggles by Rank. There's also Crystal Nuns Cathedral. They're both terrific. And La La Land comes out sometime next year. Plus, they're on the road in Holyoke, Massachusetts at Race Street Live on September 23rd. They are fantastic live. Thanks again. I hope you enjoyed it. You can contact me at Bax at Rock102.com. I'd love to hear what you think, and I hope to have you back on Baxi's Musical Podcast.